Today on The Faction, we are officially in the generation of Jade, plus we're talking all things No Mercy. All of that and more today on The Faction. What's going on, family? Happy Monday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction. I'm your man, Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. Yeah, you know what? Let me just first start by saying this. We are about to hop into a bit more of a regular schedule. For those who care, and you guys probably know far more than the social media world knows, uh, I've been moving, and part of that move has actually taken a while Thankfully, on one hand, the move uh, geographically was around the corner, but because of that and the length of time that we had the old place, we just kind of moved very casually. I can tell you that this weekend, the move is complete, and so with that said, that means we'll be bringing you more regular content getting back to our normal schedule, making some renovations in the studio as well, and so I'm really excited about that. Hopefully, you guys will be able to experience it, hear it, and see it over time. But yeah, great, great things happening in this part of the world. So thank you guys for rocking with us. Thank you for sticking with us during all of this. And rest assured, more regular content will provide more opportunities for conversation and thoughts about some of the biggest events that are going on because there have been a lot of really big things that have been happening. Shouts to all of you who join us on the socials at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Shouts to all of you who are subscribe to our podcast as well, which is equally exciting. Thank you for your continued support. And do me a favor, tell a friend about this particular podcast. I think we offer something really special in terms of content, perspective, conversation, all of the above. And so I hope that you will feel comfortable sharing this with those whom you love and those who love pro wrestling. So we want to start with the news story that really dominated a lot of pro wrestling news last week, and that is the official signing of Jade Cargill to WWE. Now, we had been actually talking about could this happen, would this happen, based on, again, kind of the timeline of Jade being away, Jade coming back to AEW, then having her title rematch on Rampage of all places, not Wrestle Dream, not AEW's Grand Slam Dynamite or anything like that. So if you read the tea leaves, you could kind of get the idea that maybe she was leaving, but we didn't know when her contract would be up, how soon it would be before we'd get an announcement. Well, this has moved really, really fast. Let's just consider that it was two weeks ago that Jade Cargill had her final match on AEW television. That was not a long time ago at all. So that speaks volumes to, again, the power of Jade Cargill. Now, how in the world did this happen? Here's how it happened. And I like to reiterate this kind of thing because I believe the Faction Nation is going to be kind of the, the cool kids on the block when it comes to this kind of info. 
And so the reason this could happen so fast is because Jade was not released. Jade did not break her contract. Jade fully fulfilled her contract. And in so doing, when she left, she was free to go wherever she wanted in the time frame that she so desired. And it did not take Jade Cargill long to land in WWE. That is against the backdrop of those who have either been fired or released from their contracts who have to deal with those non-competes that we have seen in multiple places. Now that we have that understanding, Jade Cargill last Tuesday announced as the newest signee to WWE. Here's why that's so important. I don't know if you noticed, but the media coverage that this got was so different than any other signing we've seen in WWE. For instance, I go back to the last big signing, the first big signing of WWE from AEW, that being Cody Rhodes. That was not released initially in a press release or an interview series. Instead, we all found out at WrestleMania. And then came the barrage of news stories and media attention. Jade Cargill's announcement happens on ESPN of all places. Then she's doing interviews with ESPN, with TMZ, several other great outlets. Her announcement from WWE is viewed 20 million times. That is the second most viewed social media post for WWE of the year, which is crazy. And that's behind the bloodline. That says volumes. And then we saw our first mention of Jade Cargill on WWE television on SmackDown. So the question now is, what happens to Jade Cargill? Will we see her? Which brand will we see her on? NXT? Raw? SmackDown? Who knows? But one thing is for certain, Jade Cargill is a star, an absolute unquestionable Star And the way that WWE rolled out the red carpet for her says that she indeed is a star. Now, she did an interview, and when she was asked why she left AEW, her first answer was the leadership. And then she speaks to the leadership at WWE. She also talked about wanting to be a star and that this was the machine that could do it. And she also said this was the plan all along. It was always her plan to make it to WWE. And for those who may not be familiar with her history, that's 100% accurate. She was discovered by Mark Henry with the idea and intent of her coming to WWE, but her first attempt at coming to WWE did not work well for her, and so she then chose AEW. It turns out that by her doing this, she gets the incredible opportunity to now have greater cachet. Her star power is much, much higher than it was. She's also had two years of wrestling experience under her belt, and so this really does change the game for Jade Cargill being able to make it into WWE. She comes in with a multi-year deal, which says a lot. And when asked how much it was, she reminded everyone that she is the bag, which is pretty impressive for sure. So congratulations to Jade Cargill. Lots of the WWE personnel had plenty to say about Jade Cargill. And it does make you wonder 
Which match will we see first for Jade? How will we see her introduced to the WWE universe outside of this incredible media blitz? That's still to be determined. You know, I had some thoughts in terms of perhaps her showing up in NXT. I feel like an NXT run would be good for her, particularly given that she's only had 60, 61, maybe 62 matches, period, over a two-year time span, literally working in the WWE that probably would get fixed in the first three months, right? So with that said, I feel really, really confident about a strong rollout for Jade Cargill. Some thought, and I was one of them that thought, that maybe we'd see Jade Cargill show up at No Mercy this weekend. We did not. We also did not hear Jade Cargill's name mentioned in the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament, which we will get into in just a little bit. So it does make you wonder if NXT will be a stop for Jade Cargill or not. Personally, I think she should be the one to end the title reign of Becky Lynch as NXT Women's Champion. But the sky is the limit for what could happen for Jade Cargill. Think about this. Every match she has is a first time ever match as she's not battled any of the women that she will run up against in WWE ever before. So that makes for exciting television and exciting possibilities. I am super pumped to see what can happen with Jade Cargill. I want to know your thoughts on Jade Cargill being in the WWE. Do you think it's a great move? And who should her first opponent be? With that said, we made conversation about NXT. The participants for the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament was announced this weekend as part of No Mercy. We're going to get into all things No Mercy, NXT Breakout Tournament, and their takeaways when we come back. You know it's the Mac Militant. Coming to get it all. Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Dawn, and you're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's real talk, player. Holla, holla, holla. Are you ready? Yes! Hey guys, before we hop back into the podcast, I want to let you know that you have the opportunity to wear the merch of hopefully your favorite commentator. That's right. I have merch available representing us here at The Faction and representing my journey. Lego. You've likely heard about my journey into pro wrestling, and if you haven't, I can sum it up in a couple of words. Uh-oh. It took me five seconds of courage to bet on me so we've got great merch out there allowing you to tell the world about five seconds of courage and betting on you you check out that merch right now at prowrestlingtees.com slash bonnerfied again prowrestlingtees.com slash bonnerfied check out this new merch representing yours truly in the world of pro wrestling bet on you five seconds of courage prowrestlingtees.com slash bonnerfied That could be it. We're going to have a new champion here. Chip Day. Chip Day. The new and inaugural Take the Stake Legacy Champion. There's only one team deserving of a shot at these. The only one that deserves a shot is All-Star Special. We say it every single month, GB, and especially in the Rumble Jack, you never know who's going to show up. The Rumble Jack has always been a place that's full of surprises. When an opportunity for the SHW Championship is at stake, they show up from all corners of the world, GB. Come on! No way! <laughs> you can't be serious right 
wrestling fans. Are you ready? This Friday, we witness three huge championship matches as Chip Day defends his JTS Legacy Championship in an open challenge. The hierarchy put their SHW Tag Team titles on the line against All-Star Special. And Judas puts the Southern Honor Championship up for grabs in a triple threat match against Corey Hollis and Gunnar Miller. Rumble Jack match ever featuring 35 competitors all fighting to earn a championship opportunity. Invite all your friends and let's pack the action building as Southern Honor Wrestling presents the fifth annual Rumble Jack. This is the Stroke Daddy Ricky Starks, and you know I only do it one way, and that's big. You're not listening to the faction. So it was a big week for NXT, and we actually have to go back to NXT's Go Home Show for No Mercy, where we saw, right before the show was announced, a triple threat match announced on Twitter, or X, by Shawn Michaels to determine the new number one contender for Dominic Mysterio's NXT North American Championship at No Mercy. In case you don't remember... Dominic Mysterio was scheduled to face Mustafa Ali, but Mustafa Ali ended up being released as part of WWE's recent cuts that happened, which we talked about on our last show. Now then, who would end up fighting Dirty Dom? Well, the triple threat match that was scheduled featured Tyler Bate, Axiom and Dragon Lee. And so during last week's episode of NXT, Trick Williams was involved in a singles match against Joe Gacy. After winning that match, he made his way to Shawn Michaels' office and looked for a title opportunity. Thusly, the triple threat match was turned into a fatal four-way, adding Trick Williams. And by the end of the night, Trick Williams gets the win and now heads to No Mercy to take on the North American champion being Dominic Mysterio. NXT's presence was also felt throughout the week as Dragon Lee made appearances both on Raw and SmackDown. Of course, on Monday Night Raw, he took on Dominic Mysterio in an absolute banger of a match for the North American Championship. Easily the best showing for Dominic Mysterio, hands down. What an incredible match. Then Dragon Lee made his way to SmackDown, where he was in the audience cheering during the Rey Mysterio-Santos Escobar match for the U.S. title. That ultimately turned into a battle and a war of words that involved, on one hand, Austin Theory, on another hand, some controversy surrounding Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. So we do know that Dragon Lee will be on SmackDown next week in a match making his SmackDown debut. So a busy week there for NXT as Dragon Lee would end up becoming the referee in the NXT North American title match that happened at No Mercy. Now then to No Mercy, let's run through the results and then we'll kind of dig in to what we saw from No Mercy. No Mercy actually had a kickoff match that saw Blair Davenport defeat Kalani Jordan. From there, an absolute brutal encounter between Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker that saw Baron Corbin get the win. Trick Williams defeats Dominic Mysterio to become the new NXT North American Champion. In a four-way tag match, Tony D'Angelo and Channing Stax Lorenzo successfully retained the NXT Tag Team Championships 
defeating Garzo and Carrillo, the Creed Brothers, and OTM. Noam Dar retained the NXT Heritage Cup Championship by defeating Butch. Ilya Dragunov defeats Carmelo Hayes to become the new NXT champion. And in a brutal main event, Becky Lynch defeats Tiffany Stratton in an Extreme Rules match. So let's dig into this. Before we fully dig into it, I want to get into one of the announcements that was made as part of NXT No Mercy. And that is the announcement of the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament for 2023. So as tradition has had it, there are eight participants in this breakout tournament. They include Jakara Jackson from Metaphor, Carmen Petrovich, Lola Vice, Jada Parker, Izzy Dame, Danny Palmer, Kalani Jordan, and the returning Ariana Grace. We'll find out this Tuesday who the first matches will be, and the winner of the breakout tournament will gain an opportunity at the NXT Women's Championship. The previous winner of the breakout tournament was Roxanne Perez, and of course, that led to some great success for her. It'll be exciting to see out of this crew who wins the breakout tournament. It's kind of hard to predict, though my money might lean on Lola Vice. She's a favorite. It'll be interesting to see what Jakara Jackson does, along with Danny Palmer and Kalani Jordan, the returning Ariana Grace, and then there are three names that we've yet to see on NXT television who I'm sure will look to make a significant debut, that being Carmen Petrovich, Jada Parker, and Izzy Dame. So we found that out at No Mercy. Now then, getting to this card. Speaking of Kalani Jordan, it was very cool to see her on her first PLE, this time in the pre-show match. Now, this is significant because Kalani Jordan, of course, was part of a story that was taking place where she was being mentored by Dana Brooke. It is believed that at some point Dana Brooke was going to turn on her and create a student versus the teacher kind of situation. With that not being the case anymore, Kalani Jordan kind of getting thrown into the deep end of the pool, taking on Blair Davenport, and I thought she did a great, great job in this match. One thing NXT manages to do and do extremely well is continue building their future specifically in the women's division as we saw with this. Of the six matches that took place, including this pre-show match, two of them were women's matches and that is wildly significant in this current culture where there really is a push to see more women's wrestling. Now then, what a brutal match between Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker. It's very interesting because Braun Breaker has been out of the NXT Championship picture for a few months now, ever since May. And this development of his character, I think, is the thing that Braun Breaker needed. I think he had been the face of NXT 2.0 for quite some time. And he needed another wrinkle in his armor. And given the history of his father and uncle, that being the Steiner brothers, who for some period were fan favorites, but for other periods spent time as villains, it really, really is a moment to see just how Braun Breaker leans into that. And this match was so interesting because you really couldn't tell who the fan favorite was. The fans really enjoyed the destruction that both of these guys brought to the table. What a great showing for both Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin. Now let's get to this NXT North American Championship win for Trick Williams. So let me just tell you how somewhat 
triggered I am. Let me explain what I mean. So when the pinfall happened with Trick Williams, because the referee had been knocked out, et cetera, et cetera, there was a part of me that thought that there was going to be an announcement that the original referee reversed the decision and there was a DQ. Like I expected all of that to happen. So it took me really almost until the end of the segment to realize, oh, snap, we do have a new North American champion, that being Trick Williams. So there's a lot of questions. For one, what does this mean for Dirty Dominic Mysterio, the first member of the Judgment Day to lose their championship? That's interesting. What does it mean for Trick Williams, who obviously has become a mega star in a short period of time? Clearly, it's showing that him breaking away and standing on his own two feet was a big deal. This also definitely moves the needle with the story between him and Carmelo Hayes. As for a brief moment, they both stood with championship gold. Hayes with the NXT championship, Williams with the NXT North American championship. All in all, I think this is a bright moment for Trick Williams and another great way to elevate an amazing talent in NXT, a huge win for him, wildly popular, and I'll go so far as to say the best theme music currently in the WWE. From there, you had a great tag team title match where the champs Tony D'Angelo and Channing Stax Lorenzo won their fatal four-way match. And I was very concerned because it definitely looked like a legitimate injury for Tony D'Angelo, an injury that really mirrored what happened to Rick Boogs in his WrestleMania appearance, battling, oddly enough, for the tag titles when he and Shinsuke Nakamura battled the Usos. So... Big win there for D'Angelo and Lorenzo, but I also think this really showcased the depth of the tag team division. Of course, the Creed brothers have been around for some time. And then our first PLE look at OTM, that's Out the Mud, who I think has a great, great future. They really could end up being kind of the new authors of pain for those who remember that run during the NXT Black and Gold days. Now then to Ilya Dragunov versus Carmelo Hayes for the NXT Championship. My Lord, Ilya Dragunov can really do no wrong. And the same really could be said for Carmelo Hayes. Their match at the Great American Bash was a classic. And if they ever could step it up, they really did in this matchup. It's really quite crazy to see what has happened for both of these guys. What a match. In fact, it's one of those matches that I'm absolutely going back to watch again because it delivered in every sense of the word. And so Ilya Dragunov is the new NXT champion. And I will double check this, but I believe this makes him the first superstar to hold both the NXT UK championship and the NXT championship. Remember, Pete Dunne didn't do it. Walter didn't do it. As both of them held the NXT UK championship, Tyler Bate had the opportunity to do it, but was unable to win the NXT championship. So congratulations to Ilya Dragunov. What happens now with Carmelo Hayes? Does he get the call up that many have been anticipating? Does he hang around for the eventual matchup that many of us are looking for between him and Trick Williams? Is that even necessary at this point? One could make the argument that Carmelo might want gold and may challenge Trick Williams for the NXT North American Championship. 
perhaps we end up in a situation where Trick wins that match and that sends Carmelo packing. I don't know, but all sorts of options are available, which now leads us to the NXT Women's Championship match. So I said this probably on WWT Live that I believe that once this match got announced between Becky Lynch and Tiffany Stratton, it was automatically going to be the main event because Becky Lynch shows up and is in the main event. Now, that's not a knock. It's just saying that is what it is. And certainly these two delivered, and rightfully so, let's be fair. Becky Lynch, a WrestleMania main eventer, should main event pretty much wherever she goes, especially in a space like NXT. But what a moment there for Tiffany Stratton, who continues to show her amazing prowess let's face it tiffany stratton could arguably be the best product of the nxt 2.0 era and i'm sure some would want to debate that is she greater than braun breaker i say yes because braun breaker comes from a pro wrestling pedigree his father of course rick steiner his uncle scott steiner Tiffany Stratton is completely new to the business, and in two years, she's now main eventing a PLE against Becky Lynch for the NXT Women's Championship in an extreme rule situation. Tiffany Stratton is special, and it's clear that the internet wrestling community believes so, NXT believes so, WWE believes so, and I'll go so far as to echo a thought from one of my colleagues, that would be Brian H. Waters, who works with The Ringer and Wrestling Realm, who says, hey, stop making the comparisons between Tiffany Stratton and Charlotte Flair or Mandy Rose. Tiffany Stratton is her own person. She's her own entity. And I completely agree with that assessment. Tiffany Stratton is special. And what she's doing in two years in this business is definitely unlike what was done by any of her predecessors at just two years in the business. So congratulations to Tiffany Stratton. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Tiffany now, with Becky Lynch still being the NXT Women's Champion. Could there be an appearance from Jade Cargill in NXT? And if it does, what does that do for Tiffany Stratton? Is it too early to call Tiffany Stratton up to the main roster? All of these questions will certainly be answered. Now, this is going to be a big week for NXT as well. Again, the NXT Women's Championship on the line tonight on Monday Night Raw as Becky Lynch takes on Tegan Knox to get that shot that Knox wanted about two weeks ago. Meanwhile, as we mentioned earlier, the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament kicks off tomorrow as well. So we start determining the future of NXT's women's division and potentially another challenger for Becky Lynch's NXT Women's Championship. What did you think of NXT No Mercy? By the way, before we go, that cold open for them, making the comparison to the old WWE No Mercy game that was on Nintendo 64. Oh man, it brought back all the feels, all the memories. If you guys never got to play that game, I hope you can find it somewhere. That game was absolutely legendary and groundbreaking. So again, a brilliant approach from all things NXT. Absolutely a massive fan of it. So then, what we're going to do on our next episode is have a conversation about AEW Wrestle Dream and all of the things that came out of that. It's being called a new era for AEW. We'll dig into that in our next episode, so stay tuned for that. But 
We certainly want to hear your feedback, so let us know on the socials at The Faction Show, or you can DM us with any questions or topics that you'd like for us to discuss. Until next time, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, the EP John Murray, I am Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. <laughs> <laughs>